0: This is the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Rhys Demani, along with Colin Ward. Another weekend is gone. It is in the books and it was another good weekend of hockey. Colin, yeah. getting ready for, uh, <laughs> for a big week for us. I'd say busy week for us. Uh,
1: a lot of stuff uh, going on. Do you, should we just mention it now? Could I have it in the, I have it in like the schedule here for the show map i have it as our last thing yeah but should we just talk about it now right off the top yeah let's get uh maybe not big announcement
0: um that but is- uh big night i guess you could say really first time ever um, this that beam. this has happened if, if it has happened before someone let me know um because i will wonder where the heck i was when that was going on because that'd be pretty cool to go to yeah um but, yeah, might as well mention it now. we already off the top. Why not? Um, we got a lot to talk about during the show. Uh, so, might as well not get it out of the way, but start it off on a high for sure. Um, any OHL fans in the Hamilton area? Hamilton. Barry fans. Guelph. Niagara. Brantford. Kitchener-ish. Yeah. Uh, any barrier or Hamilton fans? Delhi, Ontario. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: connection to the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings and Caster. Reed Duffy will be doing play-by-play of the Hamilton Bulldogs road game in Barrie. Bulldogs That's and evil. Colts live from Buffalo Wild Wings and Caster in Hamilton. Great spot. We are going to be there. Um, go. If yeah. I feel like if it's just – not, it's not a huge OHL event like we saw with the Outdoor Showcase, but – it's something that you're rarely going to see. It's something that is, it is out of the ordinary, but it's cool. It's a cool event to be a part of. Yeah. And of course, Bulldogs fans are going to show up for it. If there are Colts fans, that'd be pretty sweet if you'd show up too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just all around, it's going to be a fun night. Buffalo Wild Wings uh, in Ancaster on Thursday. Bulldogs and Colts um, are battling it out. Uh, but yeah, no. Well, it's going to be a fun
1: night, Wardy. I'm glad you included that in the, yeah. in the show rundown. 7.30 p.m. puck drop. So, should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be there. Possibly doing some live things with the Auto Network. I haven't heard back yet, but I'm, I think we are. I haven't heard back yet. So, no comment on that. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun night. Um, possibly. Uh, as I look over my left. After the after next break, I'll look. See how many jacks I have. I know for sure I have one left over. So... Ooh. If you're listening to this, let us know. You come to you come to Buffalo Wild Wings. All you have to do is come up to one of us and just mention the jacket. It's yours. So should we do a code word?
0: I feel like we got to do a code word. Go wings. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Let's go
1: red wings.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Let's go red wings. There we go. Yeah, either do
1: that or listen or listen or mention the show. Because if you heard it from the show, hey, we appreciate you for listening. Yeah, that's a big one too. So either either, but if you hear the Go Red Wings is the code word. You definitely listen to the show, so thank you and thank you and let's go Red Wings. So, <laughs> yes, two big wins on the weekend. Do. Let's go! <laughs> oh, that's all, that's all you have to do. That's all you have yeah. to do. Just mention that, mention let's go Red Wings, or mention the show um to one of us, and the jacket's yours. And hey, these are nice jackets. You may have saw Reese and I have been we've been rocking them for what since yeah. March, since the outdoor showcase. And extra toques either, warty Ooh, there may be one in here.
0: Ooh, all right. Here.
1: One sec. All
0: right, I'll, I'll fill time here as Colin Ward goes yeah. to look for a toque. Uh, they are solid. The toques are solid, I can tell you that. Um, they are blue with gray. They've got the logo on the front. They got the pom-pom as Colin Ward celebrates us having an extra oh! one. Let's we go. We got an extra.
1: All right, we got so we're going to have a jacket
0: hand. and a toque up for grabs.
1: Yeah, let us, us know. Sweet. It is in the bag. It is going in the bag. Right now, at the moment, yeah, and of course, anyone in the
0: anyone tuning into the show on the Bulldogs Audio Network, um, hopefully, you come out because uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, the Ticat season's over, let's go Bulldogs. Here we go, yeah. Um, if if obviously, if you're a Bulldogs fan, if you're not, you're not going to say let's go Bulldogs, but that was a good night um, on Thursday,
1: too, the Kilty Bees game, yeah, it was, yeah, thanks to the the Kilts. For having us out there Thursday night, that was a good atmosphere and uh, yeah, a good mm-hmm. time. A yeah, top two teams
0: in the uh, Golden Horseshoe Conference in the GOJHL. Saint Catharines, Hamilton, uh, Hamilton, two nothing lead after one. Saint Catharines gets the next three, including the winner in overtime, um, to hold on to first place in that conference. But yeah, junior B hockey man underrated.
1: Very good. Like, yeah,
0: like show- shout as someone tweets me or texts me.
1: Majority of the time, majority of the time when you go to those games, like if you have a Junior B or an OJ team or JO team in your city with an OHL team, majority of the games they don't play when your OHL team plays. I know the Nationals Mm -hmm. play Wednesday nights in London. Ryan Rubrick made his Junior B debut last week lighting up the minor midget season. By the way, that's another really good hockey to watch. The minor midget Minor midget games are incredible. I uh, I really enjoy going to those games as well. It's good to get a draft read, mm-hmm. and uh, Ryan Rook's really lighting it up this year at the minor midget level, and he looked good also on Wednesday evening for the London Nationals. So mm-hmm. another one too at potential OHL draft watch. But yeah, very good hockey, and it's uh, worth the trip out. I mean, what is it ten bucks to get in? Ten bucks to get in? And yeah, I think
0: ten bucks to get into the game. And 10 or twelve. Or 12 yeah. I know
1: London's twelve, but. Yeah, very good time. Um good hockey, very good hockey. Um, and you're gonna see the future stars of the Ontario Hockey League in the league as well. Yeah,
0: yeah no, I still I still look back at uh at a lot of the Cambridge at the time Winter Hawks games, uh Red Hawks now, but uh Winter Hawks back in the day, Galt Arena Gardens would be packed and I mean like full. Oh, obviously, obviously, like you get junior B games. I think I played like, there as a kid. I, oh, yeah, it's a sick arena. I play there. It's yeah. it's it's sick. I played there two or three times, I think. Um, and, yeah, like, I mean, obviously, a junior beat, it seems like standing is more popular than sitting. I, I've never understood why, but a lot of people like standing. But uh, in Cambridge, you didn't have an option. Once uh, standing was full, pick a seat because – it was it, w- it was unbelievable the amount of fans that would come out to Galt Arena Gardens and watch and uh, I still remember one playoff run I can't remember what year it was must have been like 2011 I want to say the 2011 maybe 2012 playoffs uh, they played Guelph in the first round and uh, Guelph Junior B team playing at Sleeman Center the geography um, yeah Cambridge won game I want to say they won game 5 went up 3 to 2 or they won game 4 went up 3-1 whatever it was they came back had, they had 3 wins in the series then they go to Sleeman Center there were more Cambridge fans at the Sleeman Center than there were Guelph fans yeah so i yeah, um, it's really that awesome. was just
1: like you saw that in Delta, too, growing up yeah like just
0: just that was an atmosphere like holy crap like this is worth it worth it. every penny uh, for Not the ticket to those games yeah, yeah, that's junior, what it's like being in hockey um, is a non Leafs market. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, that's when you think about Canadian hockey growing up, that's hockey. Um, that's what it is. Uh, junior hockey is Canadian hockey. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely, I mean, you really miss those times. Like, you really, like, I really miss those times with Delhi. I mean, being fortunate with my dad being a president of the Travelers back in, when they were in the junior D days they went to the finals like four or five straight years and uh what a run they had i mean i remember going home i remember after school getting out at three o'clock after school going right to the arena and i would have my sister and i would um go to the gate like we just hang out with my dad as he's in the office or whatever around the arena and i just remember sitting either in the coach's office on wednesday nights to their practices eating all the candy or (laughs) and chasing pucks around in practice either doing that or after school going to the arena with my old like lunch bill red wing lunch bill by the way nice um and i had like the thermos i got a red and white thermos was it like the
0: tin lunch box like the square rectangular lunch box oh yeah that's a delhi yeah yeah
1: a big delhi move there oh yeah country yeah yeah Yeah, just uh decked out my traveler's hat (laughs) i remember that was a big deal getting that and uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, their playoff runs getting eight hundred to a thousand people in that arena was incredible. Yeah. I mean, right to the capacity. uh That was junior D, and it was really cool. I remember they had to play an extra game against Saint George, and the owner of the Niagara Ice Dogs, during the Dobblers, on the was with the franchise then too with the Travelers. They had to play a game eight because there was a postponement in the game seven. What is because this? Is there Canada was a fight in the lobby Yeah, yeah, legit. <laughs> there was a fight. One of the players on Delhi got jumped in the lobby. Like in front of the dressing oh rooms, God. and you know what? And you know when St. George Arena had the dressing rooms were inside like the lobby. Some yeah. someone jumped a player on Delhi, and this is junior hockey. This is a full adult jumping a junior hockey player, and then all of a sudden, um, they had a big, uh, they had a big dispute and they had to replay the game. But it was in Delhi. There was like eight hundred to a thousand people there. It was incredible. Delhi wow. won, and that was the first. I think that I believe that was the first time they went to the finals. And I just remember going home from like, wouldn't even go home after school. I just go ahead right with my dad to the arena. Mm-hmm. Just uh, lived at the arena. It was just like, brings back memories. When you hear those yeah. stories about like, Cambridge and that, like, that's yeah. the best, like, honestly, that's one of the best parts about my childhood. Just hanging out at the arena, either at the John mm-hmm. Bath Centre at the time, now Budweiser Gardens, or at the Delhi Arena. Yeah. Uh, or wherever the Travellers played. Uh, it was a big deal. So uh, yeah, that's pretty cool to hear that story about Cambridge. It just brings back memories. Yeah. And uh, a lot of junior hockey stories that I've saw, growing up and uh just stays in the dressing room when you're uh, a little kid but I uh, loved it yeah I can't for the life <laughs> of me emergency. I can't remember
0: why I got so far into the Cambridge Winter Hawks and Junior B it's hockey, awesome but the players are heroes like too it was yeah like it's like it's the same thing as the OHL you see all the kids wanting to you know like high yeah. five the players like it's the same in Junior B it's exact same um yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's awesome. just just another like yeah, like you said, it's role models for the for the younger kids to look up at and be like, oh, like this isn't like obviously the kids aren't thinking, oh, this isn't the OHL, these guys are bums, they're not that good, right? It's still like guys that are like playing junior hockey. And at the time they wore visors, which is way cooler sweet. than wearing cages. Yeah. Um but looks, it, was, so cool. it, was, it was It was still the way the way that uh the way that the winter hawks were kind of hyped up and you know the they put all the history into Galt Arena Gardens, right? You just it takes you back, yeah. right? And at the time, I know he wasn't a highly touted prospect with the London Knights, but Marcela Suban, former draft pick uh, of the yeah. London Knights, and of course you just get the Subban name with you. Um, he was on the Winterhawks yeah. at the time. I was actually in elementary school with Marcellus's sister and PK's cousin Reagan, who's actually now uh, making her way on the TSN and Sports Center. Um, I think she. It's either the top plays the or the down, missed right? plays. One of them. Yeah. She went through bar down. Um, but yeah, like that was, that, that was cool to have someone part of the junior B winter Hawks with the last name Suban, Right. Like that just made yeah. kids want to come out and fans
1: want to come out and, a little bit
0: more. Cause you're thinking, I was pumped
1: growing up being a yeah. Knights fan. When the Knights drafted him, I was just, like, I was fired up. Like it was so sweet. Like, when you grow up a Knights fan of that, like that's a yeah. big deal. You see last name, Sue. It's like, oh, here we go. Like another, another big name coming to London type thing. Yeah. But yeah. It was so cool. And being a goalie, I either want to be the local travel, be like the traveler goalie, my style. When you grow up, like you always imitate that goalie who you look up to. Yeah. It was either him or, and by the way, I used to wear like the cage until like Adam. I used to wear like the cage. Like, like Dominic oh, Hasek. Like cage Hasek. just nice. because of that, no, man, that's sick. Who just cares? because that's of Osgood, yeah, yeah. <laughs> being a Wings fan, Osgood Hashick, yeah, that, did that. Um, but yeah, I either want to be the local goalie or I wanted, to, or one day in practice, I was imitating Steve Mason, but I was the mm-hmm. opposite hand, Steve Mason was a big one, and then um, later on, Michael Hauser mm-hmm. so uh. That was my big uh, three goalies looking up to as a kid. Nice. It was pretty cool. So that and obviously Dwayne Roloson, being a local guy, he was my favorite NHL player yeah. forever, just because a local guy. And I remember I went to his goalie school, and it was a year where Martin Garon, remember that name when he took when he took in Edmonton when he took the starting job away from uh, Roloson mm-hmm. that year. So that year I went to his goalie school and kind of had a t- and that was his, one of his toughest years in Edmonton. But I remember watching and I was like marveled like how good he was moving around, like right at ice level right you're right on the ice with him and you're looking at him making one-timer stage like nothing and I, was, and I remember skating over to the like to my dad after and I was like there's no way that guy was in a slump like there's <laughs> no way like I was like I forget how old I was like 11 or 12 mm-hmm. but I was just marveled by him and um yeah, it was a really good camp. And Simcoe, uh Bob Mason, the old uh, Minnesota Wild goalie coach, was there. He was with uh, Backstrom, and uh, oh, there's another good one too. He was with, but he's Minnesota. Really good camp. There's like three or four goalies coaches from the NHL there, and then like Dwayne Roloson, who's my favorite player that was on the wing. So it was a big deal to me to see that. But I just remember thinking like, there's no way a guy like that gets into a slump. Like it was crazy. But he was one of the best goalies. He's the only reason why they beat the Detroit Red Wings in that first round the year the Edmonton Oilers went to the cup final. Mm-hmm. He was probably one of the most best playoff goalies to not win a cup because he got hot every time in the playoffs when his team got in the playoffs. Like with Tampa Bay, they were good. Um, but every time he got in the playoffs, he'd go on runs, which was pretty cool. But mm-hmm. if he doesn't get hurt, they beat Carolina. <laughs> the year They lost the Hurricanes, but that's the only reason why they beat the Wings. That year. Yeah, that was a
0: depressing time for us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but win win for couple you, couple I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool to see Rollison though, yeah. like that was a big deal, but yeah. yeah.
0: All right, our uh, story, our telling. glory days, uh, yeah. reboot I mean, hey, or revisit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We have that's all ma- so makes it good, right? You can have the greatest guests in the world, yeah. but if there's no stories, then what's the point? So,
1: yeah, I mean, we have a lot of good ones. Like, I could think of a couple, I remember, um. The one time we went to a skate, and uh, Wendell Clark was there. And um, back when we were little kids, and you had the name on the helmets. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Wendell Clark goes, hey, he said, my, hey, hey, call it. Uh, come over and uh, take a picture with me on the bench. So, uh, and then my sister's beside me, and my sister goes, how do you know my brother? And she said that he... Because yeah, you're next, there. She's like, oh wow, but that's another good one too, Even <laughs> Wendell Clark. But um, that's good. Yeah, I got a few good ones. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's all right. Yeah, I mean, we could go on and on.
1: Um, yeah, but I feel baseball. Like we, should... we got a bunch too. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't think anything's gonna top me meeting now two-time World Series champion Justin Verlander at a baseball camp at Wayne State University. Um, that, that's that was, sweet. That was pretty. That's big. awesome. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's awesome.
0: Um, I'm trying to think. Who was all there? Justin Verlander, Curtis Granderson. Bass. Everyone listening is like, who the heck are these guys? Except Verlander, maybe. Um Granderson and had some Verlander, nice Granderson. Yeah. Um, Adam Everett. Yeah, exactly.
1: I remember that name. And I remember uh, that name.
0: Uh, who else was there? Was it,
1: was he was it Oma- my, out Jeff out Jones, former
0: pitching coach, was there? Okay. Um, there was
1: one more player. I can't remember who it was. And Bass was... is a use, is a Wayne State alum. Yeah, Anthony Bass was a player then. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: yeah. Sweet. yeah. Connection to Toronto. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, that's a cool game. There was I one wish... more player there. I can't remember who it was though. Oh, uh,
1: Gerald Laird. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a name. Yeah, right? That's a name. I know. He used to have the cool batting stance on MLB The Show when we were kids. <laughs> it was like back on his back foot, like yeah. dramatic, right? And his shoulders are like almost like tilted. Yeah. It's not shining the light, but it was different. But yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. No, that, yeah. Was,
0: that was the group that year. It was pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Yeah. <laughs> all right <In> the <laughs> to ontario ontario yeah
0: yeah right i think we're already 20 minutes in but oh well no big deal we'll be
1: going overtime today
0: yeah, yeah we'll be fine um kind of here's what's on the agenda um for the last 40 plus minutes of the show um obviously we'll go through games over the weekend that kind of caught our eye headlines uh around the ontario hockey league just overall thoughts uh on another weekend of action of course we'll go through the players of the week Uh, Power Rankings again. Colin Ward has already given me the uh, pre-show warning that they are interesting. So uh, we will get to that, of course.
1: It's a change-up. Yeah.
0: Um, And again, no featured game this week. We got a lot of stuff going on. Bulldogs have, surprisingly, a four-game week. Who would have thought? Um, So so we'll be with the Bulldogs quite a bit this weekend. Um, Saturday, Sunday, though, I am in Windsor trying on Suits. Should be interesting, and then suit, attending yeah. the yeah, oh yeah,
1: suits are cool. So look at my profile picture. Oh, yeah. That's Exhibit A. Hey, um, you know what? Su- it's amazing what a suit can do. I know, right? Yeah. I-, I think my best picture ever was prom night, back in grade twelve. See, yeah. I didn't even go to prom. I can't even claim I had a good picture then.
0: <laughs> um, no. The famous words from uh, from Barney Stinson, aka Neil Patrick Harris, was, you know, I, I just. Sometimes when I when I feel bored, I just stop being bored and be awesome instead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's basically that's basically how it feels in a suit. Like you get that you get that swagger, you get that confidence. Yeah, when you suit up. Yeah, that's how I feel.
0: I agree. Yeah. On seeing all the styles, shout out to Mo Sider's outfit walking into Madison Square Garden on Sunday. That was solid. Yeah. but, yeah, no, that, uh, that's my plans for Saturday. And then uh, London Knights are making a trip to Windsor. So nice. I'll be attending that game in the stands. I might go hi, might go say hi to Manny Pava. but uh, Have to. Yeah, I have to go say hi to Manny Pava. Not might. I have I, to go say you hi know what, to you Manny should, Pava. And I, so.
1: I feel like you're probably going to do this anyways, but I feel like you got to be that guy that gets a pizza. <laughs> in man, man, you're definitely going to get a pizza. Man, you the pizza at WFCU it. Center is good. Like it's,
0: yes. it's worth buying it there.
1: Yes. But I feel like you got to take a picture of it. And just tag at Capuch 13 on Twitter. <laughs> Look what I got. You missed out. You missed out from last spring. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Brandon from the Dog Pound podcast in Niagara. Brandon Caputo. Yeah. Capuch 13 on Twitter. That's who we're referring to. But uh, he just missed out on Windsor Pizza last year. And I know that was bugging on being an Italian. So that's going to be a good one. Yeah, you got to do that. We
0: found it funny. Oh, yeah. It was I've hilarious. experienced Windsor pizza, so it's really on you guys. Yeah, you it's really true, true. So.
1: But I don't think I'm in that much of a rush. I don't think I'm like, no, because I, I guess you got Detroit
0: over there. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit, You'll go through you know, Windsor you know, again, there. I'm sure. So, yeah. So it's
1: not like I'm losing sleep over it, but yeah, exactly. That's a tough one, though.
0: But, uh, all right, you know, we'll start with the headlines. Uh, to round out this segment, and then we'll run into, run into the games that we had for this week. Yep. Uh, or this past weekend, I should say. Um, scroll all the way down. There, uh, there we go. Uh, first off, shout out to Ottawa 67's head coach, Dave Cameron. 400 career OHL wins, and he looked like he was on a mission to get there with the start that the Ottawa 67's
1: have had. Poll 100%. 100%. Yeah. And also, the Sudbury Wolves having a big weekend as well, getting the first win with Mackenzie. So that's a big mm-hmm. one there as well.
0: Yeah. It's our first win since 1992 for Ken McKenzie. Yeah. He's probably hating us right now for dating him and making him sound like he's very old, but <laughs> we're not trying to do that. So, ah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, OHL alumni. Former Peterborough Pete, Niagara native Dylan Wells, National Hockey League debut November 5th with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Stopped 12 of 13 shots uh, that he faced in that contest. The Blackhawks lost for nothing. But uh, yeah, Wells came in after Soderblom, Elmer Soderblom's brother, Uh, was pulled because of an injury. So uh, St. Catharines, Ontario native got into action with the Chicago Blackhawks first time in the NHL. So uh, uh, congratulations to him. And I actually met Dylan Wells at, uh, was it a birthday party? It was a birthday party for my girlfriend's neighbor. And he, I don't know if he's at the Australian party,
1: but what's up? Is that the most random birthday party?
0: Yeah, it was because I showed up <laughs> to my girlfriend's house and they're like, hey, we're going to a party and you're invited. That's the worst. That's oh. random. Okay. Was I supposed to bring something? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. Dylan Wells is there. Sweet. Oh, okay. That's worth it. So We <laughs> went is. over there and we were playing. Ch- I don't know. I don't know why, but we all went downstairs, started playing Shell for some reason. That was kind of fun. So Nice. Um, yeah. I met Dylan Wells randomly at a party in St. Catherine's. Right on. That was fun. But uh, yeah, and then then you get the odd time my girlfriend asking me because someone or her mom was asking because they're really good friends with this neighbor. How's he um, hey, how's Dylan doing? I saw he was going here. I saw he was going here. I go to be honest, I haven't been up on Dylan Wells' news, but I'll go look it up right now and see what's going on with him. So yeah,
1: with up elite prospects. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, big time. Yeah, I, I went there a lot. Oh, it's the best. So Same. again,
0: uh, congratulations to Dylan Wells on that NHL debut. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Also, here's a big one, Reese. Broadcaster, Joey Botano. He's now with the yeah. Orlando Solar Bears. So congrats, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. to be Joey. Um, Congrats on that with the Orlando Solar Bears. And by the way, the Orlando Solar Bears organization, incredible. Like the East Coast lifestyle has changed a lot, and they are one of the teams that have benefited from it. The players stay at a resort in Orlando. Really? And it's a nice resort. Yeah. It's oh a nice God. resort. Do you yeah. know what it's called? No, I do not, but oh. I will look it up. Right. But like, it's a nice one. Cause I remember last year when they gave uh, the publicity stunt, you could say with Sean Avery, the tryout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where they were playing, where they like, where they had him and like with the rest of the players, it was a resort. Like it was so nice. That's
0: pretty. And sweet. it
1: was part of that when they signed with the players that, association there thing the, when they included the east coast with the american hockey league some of the owners now had the freedom to spend money on their resorts so that's why they stayed at a resort mm. and like it's kind of like a college lifestyle so yeah. it's pretty sweet no, so i thought really that was pretty cool. cool and orlando yeah very good east coast east coast organization so congrats to joey and uh yeah that's a nice gig good spot nice arena too Orlando little magic arena
0: yeah yeah that's, so that's big, nice eh?
1: yeah that's nice Oh, and also Saturday, by the way, yeah, the tie Cats are out, but the Hamilton Bulldogs are having their Tie Cat night on Saturday. That's another game to look out for because the jerseys mm. look sweet.
0: And say, I've always been a fan of that night, especially the jerseys that they wear That's uh, for tie Cat night have been nice. They've gone black, they've gone white, and now they're going gray um, with the hammer uh, yeah. on the front. I'm, I mean, in letters, not an actual hammer, but um, yeah, those, those jerseys look really nice. I well, agree. they're
1: Yeah, they're incredible. And also, remember, November 11th, Remembrance Day, there are some very nice jerseys around the league, Mm -hmm. and the Kitchener Rangers just released theirs on Monday evening. Ooh, Kitchener does Remembrance Day right. Remembrance Day is one of the best games of the year to go to Mm -hmm. around the CHL in general. I mean, the cup we all play for is after our veterans. This is a very important day for the CHL OHL, every league in general, every every person. This is a very important day as we remember who fought for, for our freedom and our rights. Mm -hmm. And um, thank you for those who served. And uh, the jerseys around the Ontario Hockey League are going to be second to none on Friday because there are some incredible ones. So I just want to mention that one because that's the most important jersey, for sure. Yeah. Also, you see, also. On Saturday night, did you see uh, Larry Millette, play-by-play guy for the Guelph Storm on the radio? His tweet. I did about not. Equip- but the equipment managers. So oh, yes, yes, I did. Yeah. I just want to I just want to read this because this is pretty cool. A big salute to equipment managers around the Ontario Hockey League. We got in we got into Saginaw around 2:30 AM this morning. Well, most of us immediately got some sleep then mentions the Guelph Guelph Storm equipment manager, was up until 5.30 a.m. getting laundry done and equipment ready to go for tonight. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. That is – that's incredible. So, it's a tough job. Um, It very well is. And, hey, the Guelph Storm could have very well said, hey, the players – and I'd imagine this is on the equipment manager to make this decision because I know you you experienced this with the Niagara Ice Dogs, Reese. They – the equipment manager definitely suggested not to do this, but the team itself could have went straight to the arena and packed up mm-hmm. and helped them put their stuff in, which is commonly done in the Ontario Hockey League. So props to him because I would imagine, I would imagine this, the equipment manager saying, no, 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 you guys uh, you guys get to the hotel and we'll get everything away. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's what, the, what happened. So props to them because that's a very long night. It's a very tough job. But it's a it's a very rewarding job, you could say, when you see the benefits. I mean, a highlight to them is when you see them get a stick. When a guy breaks a stick on an odd man rush and he has to come back in the D zone, you see a stick over the boards ready for him like in fly. Mm-hmm. That's like that's incredible. And these equipment managers do great work. Uh, everything on demand. I mean, guy needs a skate, boom, they pop him in right there on the bench. Like it's a con- it's a it's a stress test. So um Props to them, and I really enjoyed that tweet because that's something that doesn't get a lot of credit where it really should around the Ontario Hockey League. Equipment managers do a ton of work. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, getting into Windsor at 1 o'clock in the morning when you can see the hotel and then we make a beeline for the arena. But um, yeah. it, was all, it was all for it, – it made sense. The game was at 2 o'clock. It's not like we were getting in and then waiting for a 7 o'clock game. It was a 2 o'clock game, so I understood why they did it. Um, yeah, it's still frustrating at the end of the day. Yeah, (laughs) um, go
1: ahead, Wardy. Also, yesterday evening, the CHL specialty uh jerseys, your team, your jersey uh fund with the Canadian Superstore. The jersey, the deadline, the voting deadline was yesterday, Monday evening. So, we're about to see some incredible jerseys come out here. And there's a couple beauties. I looked at every team, and there's a couple beauties here. Um, I know the one I really liked in Hamilton is not winning. It had like the Hamilton with like the English writing across with like mm-hmm. the barber pole stripes down the arm with black and yellow. Those look very sharp. Mm-hmm. I know that one's not winning. I know the Kitchener Rangers had some very nice ones as well, but there's a few really nice jerseys that are going to be around the league. And uh, it's exciting for sure. Yeah. So that's, yeah, my- that was a
0: huge hit last year when it made its debut for sure.
1: Yeah, and they had to go back today.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Uh, players of the week. Uh, we'll get to that before we hit the break. Uh, Goaltender of the week, Tristan Lennox. We knew this was going to happen at least once or twice uh, throughout the entire season. Lennox gets the award for the first time this season. Had a shutout victory, his goals against average 0.51. Save percentage, nine. 71. Um or 979. Sorry. Wow. It was very good. Very good weekend uh, for Tristan Lennox. Back-to-back games he played. He stopped 20 of 21 on Friday um, against Kitchener. A 1 0 loss. Never on the goaltender. And then uh that then <laughs> he you. then he shut out Oshawa 5-0. On the road, uh, 26 saves in that one for his second career. OHL shut out. Uh, yeah, you're welcome, Morty. Because, yeah, oh, that that goal was bad. Oh, that was terrible. He should have stopped that. He get the pass. It was, it was the only one he let in, the only one he let in. They lost one, nothing. Not the goal. Yeah. shut up. Stupid exactly. comment.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're winning. You win by the goalie, too. Yeah. Uh, player of the week. Edmonton Oilers
0: prospect, Matt Vey Petrov of the North Bay Battalion. Four goals, two assists. He had six points in three games, and he was plus six in those three games as well. Three wins for the battalion over the weekend, destroying the Niagara Ice Dogs 9-3 at home, beating the Hamilton Bulldogs 5-1 on the road, and then battalion, they won 5-3 in Erie on Saturday. So very successful weekend for the North Bay Battalion and a very successful weekend for Matt Faye Petrov.
1: And hey, there's one more headline as we record on Monday evening. Reese, Can we touch on that quick? Or do you want to get to it after the break? Because it might be a little bit of a conversation point. We'll go after the break. Okay. Because I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You, yeah.
0: yeah. You know. No, because I was going to mention it. I'm like, no, we're 32 minutes in. Let's take a break. And Yeah. Ready. But uh, yeah, no, that... Uh, A debate, I'm sure, is coming up next here on the Uh, OHL in 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 Podcast. I'm Reese Demani along with Colin Ward. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, All the updates for the show and the OHL come from there uh, at the OHL and 60 Podcast website, there as well. Well, The link to the website is there. Uh, I should say the link tree. Um, Yeah. And we are available on any podcast platform that you have downloaded or listened to. And that includes. The Bulldogs Audio Network. So, again, at the OHL 60 podcast on social media, hit that follow button. That'd be
1: awesome, Bulldogs fans that listen to this show. Be there on Thursday. Say mm-hmm. the code. OHL fans in general, be there. You saw these jackets before. These things are nice. I'm telling you, they are nice. Reese, they are nice. Right, they're nice. Yeah, and the hats. Yeah, Woo! the hats are phenomenal. They keep the melon warm on an ice cold winter
0: yeah that would have been clutch for the outdoor
1: game yes they would have that was Man. cold yeah it was but i mean i mean that's on you you sat at ice level i didn't i sat in the warm dress the box. Worst. so the worst part was i took the long johns up off when we got up there because i like, "Oh, okay but like it was so far away from the ice it was tough to get the vibes so i had yeah. to go down there and it was cold down there but it was good a lot of layers on Mm-hmm. The upper body but the lower body was freezing it was nice though to go underneath the stands or just go up the elevator yeah and go up the press box at the intermissions but yeah good atmosphere what a game nothing like that that i've ever saw before yeah okay um
0: the topic of discussion to start segment number two i think we Co- agree on this though yeah co-captains
1: don't and
0: like and the only reason we talk about this is the London Knights announced on Wednesday uh, Sean McGurn and George Diaco will both wear the C um, for, this. for this
1: season. Yeah, for the second time in the last three seasons now, 2019-2020, Alec Regula, Liam Footy, one word on the road, one word at home. Mm-hmm. So imagine this is the case now. I agreed with it then. Because those are two guys that were, and I'm not taking anything away from this at all, but to the current one, but Alec and Liam Foody were two captains. They were captains of that team. That one I could see them. That's why that's a good decision. This one's kind of weird for George Diaco. Congratulations, very good guy. But he's only been there ten games. Was mm-hmm. their dressing room that big of a mess to do this? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I don't
1: yeah, know. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Usually when you give a guy a captaincy ten games into playing there, the dressing room was a mess. Yeah. So that's kind of odd.
0: Which which I mean, not we're not saying it was a mess, but yeah, look no. at what the Knights have done since George Diaco. We talk about their scoring problems. That's very true. Uh, George Diaco was a huge part to fixing that. Um very but like you players. said, I mean I mean, this guy's a leader, the captain's a leader on the ice, he's a leader off the ice, he's a leader around the room away from the room, on the bus, in his billet house, if he's got a roommate, like,
1: like I'm yeah, like
0: you said, like, there must have been a very huge disconnect between all of the players. And Diaco comes in, again, Diaco's an OHL champion. He's a Memorial Cup finalist. Yeah, that's another um, thing, too. So, I that's mean, that, that goes into it as well, but... I, mm-hmm. I, I think I think for me it's not so much Diaco getting. He's a really I don't good like, player. He's a good guy. Like I don't like two captains. I I just don't. I don't and, like. I understand why colleges do it, and I mean that's maybe where the thinking's coming from. I just well, don't like it. I'm
1: especially with what, especially with what Shaw brought to the table, and he's been there for years. He's been there for multiple years, so that's why I assumed. Yeah. And this really sticks out to me. Remember the game in Hamilton this year, Reese, when the Knights came in to First Ontario Center on the Sunday afternoon a couple weeks back. When Brett Brochu had that after the whistle scrums there, he's kind of frustrated a little bit. And this has been in general so far from watching London Knights this season. Sean McGuern is the guy that's right after there, like right in front of Brett Brochu's face, talking to him. Like, we got you type thing. Like, he's right Mm -hmm. there. And when you look at, when you watch the London Knights play, Sean McGuern is kind of the identity to how they want to play. He's feisty. He's hard on pucks. He's he's back on the back check. Last year on that line with Luke Evangelista and Antonio Stranges, he was the guy that was in the back checks. He was always in the play, getting those guys the pucks. That's a captain. That is a captain. That's why I'm kind of surprised there's two captains, but George Diaco definitely deserves a letter. He's a very good hockey player. He's a leader. Mm-hmm. He is. he's been around the OHL championship team and London wants to win the OHL championship this year. So mm-hmm. that's that's big. And I can see that part, but I, I don't know. I just I'm not a fan of two captains. And to me, for what Sean mckern has brought to the table for the London Knights over the last couple seasons, I think he's deserving to be the captain. And yes, he is the captain. There's two captains, but I thought he, like I automatically I thought he was a captain. He's the one that's right there every time there's a situation. He's right in the play. Um, he's there for his teammates, and Diaco is too. But I just really like Sean McGurn's game, and he looks like a leader. He looks like a captain for the London Knights, and he, that's how they want to play. Yeah,
0: McGurn will have the C on his jersey when the Knights wear white, and Diaco will have the C
1: at home. when the Knights wear their green. Um, so at home in the second half, Diaco will be the captain.
0: Yeah.
1: At home, McGurn on the road. Yeah. Wow. I don't like that either. What do you think of that? Wearing I, the, I mean, at home all year.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a debate in itself. And it um, used to be
1: the opposite. It used to be, I used to love the whites at home. I used to, like back in the day, like the whites mm-hmm. at home made perfect sense. Darks on the road.
0: Yeah, when the wings were winning Stanley Cups in ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Yeah, ninety-eight, the they won in red. Um, but ninety-seven, they win in white. Like that was like that's one of and the, the, the most iconic the pictures. Yeah, like, like, Iserman lo- hoisting the cup in white at Joe Lewis arena is one of the most iconic photos in Red Wings history because it had taken 40 plus years, uh, to win the Stanley yeah. cup, not 50, like Toronto, uh, um, like
1: more lunar eclipses than Stanley
0: cups. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, just, I, I'm a fan of color jerseys. I have read Red Wings jerseys for days. Um. Yeah, for my time with the Ice Dogs, I've got a black Ice Dogs jersey from when I was younger. My feel Kitchen like the Rangers fans jersey like the dark is blue
1: at home. Yeah, like I feel like I, it should be a fan po- choice for what they want to wear at home.
0: Yeah, I'm, I mean it's maybe just to have fans see both. I yeah. don't really see how that's a benefit,
1: but yeah, I'm, we're like we're, we're at dark at home. home. Yeah. So that, that kind of got me, sorry. Got Unless off it's baseball, there,
0: baseball, wear white. I don't yes. wear white.
1: Yes. Yes. 100%. Especially on
0: Sundays. Sunday whites are the best.
1: Yes, they are. But it's just kind of odd to me how they switch it up. I just wish they do it all year. Just with the, stick with the parks at home. Yeah. It, it just looks different. It looks different for me. Like it kind of, like it's one of those things, like those minor things that bugs me. Like, you know how you get those things that get in your head where it's like, no, I don't like this. Like, I can't wait till New Year's, they switch it over. But that's one of those things for me that really gets me going. But, yeah, captains, George Diaco and Sean McGurn for the London Knights. Co-captains. So, that's interesting to me, but very very two guys well-deserving. That's a very tough decision. I'm glad they did what they did. It's a tough decision, but mm -hmm. I I really like Sean McGurn's game and I also like George Diaco's game. And I like the leadership abilities that McGurn has 100%. Like, I'm on the McGurn train, that's for sure. Nice. Um, all right, news? that was
0: the debate we wanted to get out of the way, yeah, and then there's um, news for tomorrow, yeah we uh
1: yeah, for sure there is, yeah, the Sudbury Wolves to host a virtual press conference on Wednesday, so tomorrow at ten a m to announce their new head coach the the team will stream it on their YouTube page and facebook page so and we have word from a source in multiple sources, I guess that have been public, but don't trust yeah. those
0: trusted insiders,
1: yes, yeah. yes, thank you. That's the word I wanted, but um, it sounds like former Wolves and all signs point to this. Former Wolves, uh, player, fit, former fifth round pick by the Atlanta Thrashers in 1999, he played for the Wolves from 1997 to 2001. Reese Derek McKenzie, it sounds like, will be the connect coach of the Sudbury Wolves. So that's, um, that's all Big the signs news. we've heard from two, three different people. in, it's all been Derek McKenzie. So, Derek McKenzie mm-hmm. should possibly be the next coach of the Sudbury Wolves. Very, very good coach. I like that. I mean, it's reminds me of the Jay McKee signing when he went back to Kitchener. Mm-hmm. That's what that reminds me of. And I mean, it's a good signing. Um, good coach. We'll see what happens, right? We'll see what the system is in Sudbury. But I would imagine that's a big one because it looked like Sudbury had a little bit of a lost group there and it got fixed this week. That's a big win against the Mississauga Steelheads. But that, it looked like. They had a little bit of a mixed group Derek McKenzie last played in the National Hockey League by the way for the Florida Panthers I remember that name um he only played in one game in 1819 and uh 611 NHL games in his career I remember that I remember when um when he played in Columbus 09 mm-hmm. to 14 played in Columbus and then Fort yeah then 14 to 19 played for the Florida Panthers and I remember that 100 percent because they always played the Wings. Because the Wings switched <laughs> over with Columbus, and mm-hmm. then McKenzie went to Florida in the same division of the Wings. So I always remember facing Derek McKenzie. So that was a uh, that's cool to see uh, McKenzie come over to the Interior of Hockey League or come back to the Interior of Hockey League for that matter. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see what his system is. You know he's gonna be a players guy. He's forty one years old. You know he's gonna be a players guy just out of the game. You know he'll be a players coach. Um, the system should be pretty aggressive, I'd imagine. I think it'll be similar to what Jamie Key brings to the table in Hamilton, what he brought to the Kitchener.
0: Yeah. Sudbury Wolves through 14 games, four, eight, and two, 10 points on the season. Good for ninth place in the Eastern Conference. All right, Colin, power rankings time. Oh, this is last topic fun. here in segment number two. You've already given the interesting warning before the show started. Um, I think we'll do the same thing. We'll do. We'll probably just do it the same every week. I don't know why I keep saying, oh, we'll just do the same thing. But um, No, this will go every week now. So, There's
1: too much uh, change
0: each week. Yeah. Um, number five, Colin, um, in Can your power rankings, out? who is it?
1: Do we tweet this out, by the way, on Wednesday afternoon? This week's power rankings, like, like an official power rankings. You see the CHL do it. We'll do oh, our own yeah. like uh, 10 minutes later. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, so the is oh not God. gonna like that comment that I just made. But do better rankings, please. Yeah, I just said that yeah. I just said that I'll get in trouble for that too. Oh well. Um the my five spot, Saginaw Spirit. This team's good. This team is good. They're they're pesky. I mean, Michael Mises over at the U 17 challenge lighting it up. Um I don't know why I didn't pick him for rookie of the year. Because that's <laughs> basically a lock. I think um, i picked pick Sam Dickinson. Same here. Yeah. i pick Dickinson too. I'm regretting that. I can tell you that right now. Just I'm not. The no. Yeah. G- give it the season. It's early. It's early. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I needed that, but Saginaw my five spot. Um, And then after we're done, I want to mention the difference between last week's because right. there's a difference. Um, well, right. basically one team. Saginaw yeah. in, Sagina in, and I'll mention the one team that's out after but yeah, Saginaw five. I really like this team had a good week and that was a statement win on Sunday night. That's a tough road trip. I mean, that's a tough road game in Oshawa six Oh five starting to win five, nothing. That's a hammer down statement. Let's go there. Let's get our two points and let's go home boys. Mm-hmm. Let's have a fun trip. Let's get some pizza for the ride home and let's enjoy <laughs> it. Let's get journey. Don't stop believing which their owners probably play all the time. And oh, Chris Good, yeah. Jimmy Devolano. So crank it. Let's go. Um, Spirit five,
0: nice. Uh, number five for me. <clears throat> I'm still. Uh, Mississauga Steelheads are still a top five team in the Ontario Hockey League. Um, you know, tough tough loss in Sudbury on Sunday, but uh, they took care of the Western Conference leading Windsor Spitfires six to three on uh, on November fifth, and that was led by five straight goals. By the Steelheads, Alex Christopoulos started the scoring in the first, but then one, two, three, four, five Steelheads goals uh, pretty much sealed it. Minus two more Spitfires goals and an empty netter for the Steelheads, uh, six three uh, over the Spitfires. So for that, for me, they're they're still a really good team in the league. They still are in my top five. Nineteen points on the year, um, fifty five goals scored uh, as well. So uh, they're putting the puck in the back of the net. Uh, yeah, it's just that goals against is maybe starting to climb a little bit higher than they wanted, but they're 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 still in the five for me.
1: Their their tough weekend made them drop for me. They're my sixth spot. They're the honorable mention. Them and Owen Sound are the honorable, oh, honorable mentions. Oh, all right, cool. For <laughs> they're the, they're the bubble teams, but yeah, the the game Sunday hurt their chances. Losing eight four to Sudbury, that hurt that hurt them for me. And I had them fourth the week before. Uh, I think so. No, I had them fifth the week before, so that's enough to drop out. I had them five. So it's All enough right. to drop one spot for Saginaw to have that big statement win. Um four. Yeah, who's your number four? North Bay Battalion. What a week. What a Jeez, week. Jeez,
0: yours are interesting.
1: Yeah, what a week. I mean, they just swept the weekend. Um, they were right there. You look at the you look at the standings currently second in the Eastern Conference and they're humming they are humming um charlie robertson back-to-back wins and back-to-back starts for him and he gets the ugly games the backup goaltender (laughs) gets the terrible games to start it's terrible because you're only going to start the middle of a three and three like he did and that game can be tough so congrats to him getting back-to-back wins as a starter um, got the win against Guelph last Sunday, the game we were at, and he got the win Friday night against the Hamilton Bulldogs where he made some spectacular saves. Um, So the North Bay Battalion, four for me, what a weekend. They destroyed the Niagara Ice Dogs. They had a game against the Hamilton Bulldogs. The Hamilton Bulldogs are on a losing skid right now, but the Hamilton Bulldogs played a good hockey game in that game, a couple empty net goals, which are garbage goals for, in my opinion, but um, good hockey game, and uh, that was a tough win for them. Hamilton just can't score goals. Uh, they missed George Diaco, but yeah, um, they no, they're looking. They are looking for a goal scorer. But the North Bay Battalion, four for me. What a week! Being the Erie Otters Saturday night, Friday Hamilton Bulldogs, and Thursday night dismantling the Niagara mm-hmm. Ice Dogs. Uh, number four for me. This was tough because I was
0: uh, I was kind of debating between a couple of teams. You know, Peterborough's up in there, like you said, Saginaw. Um, you know, they're they're playing really good hockey right now, but. I, I did go with the Peterborough Peets. nice um I uh, again they they I thought they played a pretty pretty decent game against the Ottawa 67s uh this past Saturday uh, they defeat Oshawa on the road on the Friday night and then a little bit of a tough stretch for them um, with a shootout loss to Barry Thursday at home but Oh, for this Peterborough Petes team, there's still a lot of upside, and you know they've passed the Mississauga Steelheads in the standings. And we talk about Ottawa Mississauga being the favorite for one, two in the conference at least through the first three, four weekends of the season. Now, obviously, North Bay has started to just yeah play outstanding, and they're on a five game win streak right now. Um, but the Peterborough Petes still in a good spot, nine four one and one. They've hit the twenty point mark. Um, and yeah, just just a lot to like about this about this Peterborough-Pete squad. They play tough. Um, They play to what their arena is, and their arena
1: yes, they do. Uh, just
0: spells toughness, and that, that's what the Pete's bring to the table. So, um, yeah, yeah, you you just throw everything together, and uh, they're number four for me.
1: Yeah, 100%. On the three? Number three. Three for me, the Peterborough-Pete's, for the exact reason you just said. This team battles. This team gives it 60, 60-plus 60 minutes of hell. It's tough. (laughs) I like that 60, 60 plus minutes of hell. (laughs) It is. It legit is. They come at you in waves. They have two, three lines that I can think of that are good. It's similar to North Bay, where North Bay, I mean, North Bay has a third line of uh, Petroff, Wakely. Like they have a good third line. So does Peterborough. Peterborough is deep. I mean, Peterborough, majority of their 16 year olds, I feel like they only have one or two 16 year olds on their roster. They're that deep and they're that old. That's a recipe for success. This team's Mm -hmm. good. Um, have a really good goaltender who you and I both are obsessed with, in Michael Simpson, very good goaltender. Um, Peter repeats three for me,
0: um, three for me, North Bay Battalion. And you, you hit a lot of the points, they're 10 and four. And we, we saw them in Guelph a couple of Sundays ago. They just, they're, they're clanging right now. You can tell that um they're very close as a group they play very well together ty nelson looks unreal to start the season yeah um like i said they're on a five game win streak right now no and a third um, in the lineup either yeah it's it for, for them it's unfortunate ottawa got off to the start that they did because i'm sure north bay would be neck and neck with them by at least you know around a point if not tied but ottawa obviously 12 and one on the year it's uh tough to beat that start but yeah North Bay is uh is number 3 for me.
1: Only 4 points back though.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's catch. I never it. said it was far but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just yeah, yeah.
1: Fine. No, it'll be that's going to be a race. Yeah. And um yeah, that's a good pick North Bay. North Bay's really good.
0: Yeah, North Bay misses Sog. I'm excited for that uh that yeah. Central Division race. I I thought Barry would you know, they needed a they're 6-4 1-1. One one. I still like the Barry Colts but uh yeah, early on Mississauga North Bay yeah. look like the two look like the two in that division for sure. Um, all right. Uh that leaves two teams to go. Two teams with 23 and 24 points respectively, Wardy, Who is number two?
1: Windsor Spitfires are still number two for me. That was a tough game on Saturday against the Mississauga Steelheads. Um, if they win that game, I possibly have a tie for first this week. If they win that game, Windsor is first overall in
0: the Ontario Hockey League.
1: Yeah, I still have Ottawa won. It's a tie. I even if they won that game, I'd still have them for the tie. <laughs> I would still, I Ottawa's got to drop that crown. I mean, Ottawa's only played thirteen games. Windsor's played fifteen. Yeah. So you give Ottawa the two more games, you're more than likely going to pick up a point. Mm-hmm. So it would either be a tie or Ottawa, in my opinion, but Windsor. Windsor is definitely the team right now to watch in the West. Um, there's a big drop-off right now. Owen Sound, they had a tough weekend. London Knights had a very good weekend. Um, that's a team that start once they start to score. That's a team that Hamilton has to look at in the Eastern Conference, where once Hamilton starts to score, look out, they'll start to get those points. Mm-hmm. That's what London went through at the start of the year, but they just couldn't score a goal.
0: Yeah.
1: And now they're starting, to, they're starting to see them climb up a little bit.
0: Yeah, Hamilton Bulldogs waiting
1: for Ryan Winterton to come back. Yeah, so... well, unfortunately, though, Unfortunately, with that is, though, it's going to take forever to get them back, yeah. not to after the new year. Yeah. So, and then the trade deadline, you're going, to, you're going to know if you're a buyer or a seller. Or more likely, you're going to be a seller right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. They're going to sell, but I don't think Winterton goes anywhere because what's the value right now? So I think they keep Winterton, but yeah. there's a couple other guys that will be on the block who I'm sure yeah. the listeners know who they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two
0: for me is the Windsor Spitfires as well um you know 10 2 and 3 to start the year 23 points it's the, these two teams have been i think one and two for us every week since we started doing this yeah um so i think i think a lot of our reasons are still valid these two teams are powerhouses in the league yeah exactly they haven't let off the gas pedal once um, yeah. throughout the first 13 games for ottawa 15 for windsor but um yeah, they're they're almost on another level when you watch them play some of these games um, against yeah. some of these other good teams in the league. But yeah, um, two Windsor, one Ottawa for both of us. Um, yeah, you're right, Wardy. That was interesting. Yeah, I was a big fan of that. You you yeah. previewed that well. Yeah, that was a changeup. It was yeah. it wasn't
1: it wasn't a knuckle puck. No, it was like a deflection from the slot. It was like it, Thomas
0: Holmstrom standing in front of a Nick Lidstrom shot
1: and tipping it home. Yes, you know what it kind of that in the dad suit tip from against Boston, the side, I yeah. know uh, against Tampa Bay against Tampa Bay. in the first yep. round when the puck was going wide and he tipped it with like three minutes to go. I was pumped. That was great. But yeah, that's, that was like, it was one of those where it was like a little deflection. You're, you're net and your mind's Like, Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm in position. It's like, Oh crap. And uh, yeah. yeah, you gotta throw a body on it. But yeah. that was one of those. Yeah. A little deflection. Yeah. All right, uh time for our last break. When we come back,
0: look ahead to the weekend. What is intriguing to us should be a fun segment to round it out here on the OHL in 60 podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. One more segment to round out the show. Um, Going to be a quick one. We're short on time, but uh, what is intriguing about this coming weekend? Colin Ward, you're up first.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking at a game Saturday evening in Sudbury. The Kitchener Rangers go to Sudbury. And why, you might think, as it's like telling a story, because <laughs> the Kitchener Rangers have 10 points right now at 12 games played. They're currently sitting in ninth place in the Eastern in the Western Conference. Almost got a fine there, Reese.
0: Yeah, I totally in, would have fined you for that. And yep. the
1: Sud in the Sudbury Wolves are currently in ninth place in the Eastern Conference with 10 points. Why that's so big is you gotta get wins now. You gotta get back in that playoff race. And it's currently on the outside looking in. And yes, it's early, but you have to get wins, and that's a game there where i look to see possibly a long game. Maybe it goes deep into the game. Maybe we see an overtime game, a three-point game, out-of-conference game for both teams. Sometimes that extra point can do good. And so I look for that one to be a very good game. I look for that to be a very agitating start to the game. I feel like both teams got to come out hard. I mean, they're both in the same situation. Usually when you see game teams in the same situations, that has a recipe to be a very good hockey game. So Saturday evening, Kitchener at Sudbury, a very good game because... It means a lot for November. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sticking the same night. The Kitchen Rangers division rival, London Knights. Um, they've been playing a lot better. They've been scoring a lot more goals than they had to start their year. Uh, they get number one in the Western Conference. The Windsor Spitfires. Um, yeah, that's a game. And, and again, are, is it too early to say if the Knights don't? come out with a winner if the knights don't play well then maybe all the hype and the most recent successes for nothing because i think that's bogus and it's tough to do that when the knights have only played 13 games this season and we're still in november um but it it, it is a big game an early statement game for the london knights right and yeah. you know you would assume they would be in green which means George Diaco would have a C on his
1: jersey. First game with um, the C because Friday night's at home.
0: Yeah, so you know, look for him. He's going to have to be big. He knows what the Windsor Spitfires bring to the table. Obviously, obviously the London Knights do too as well. But uh, George Diaco played against the Windsor Spitfires seven times uh, in the playoffs last year. He knows exactly what Mark Savard is going to try to throw at him specifically. Uh, um, so, so I'm interested to see how he's going to play against the Spits. Obviously, he doesn't have to go up against Wyatt Johnston and you know, Will Cooley this year, so he'll probably take a. It'll be a huge sigh of relief for him with that. But the Windsor Spitfires are still a powerhouse, uh, back-to-back years in this league. Um, it, it's going to be an exciting game at the Wafku Center, that's for sure. Uh, Knights and Spitfires.
1: You know what? Also, is good about that. I'm sure. They'll give him the back-to-back. I'm sure Double B, Brett Rocheu, is going to get the back-to-back. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's an exception. Tilbury native, Brett Rocheu, usually plays good at his hometown, rank in windsor being from up the road in Tilbury. So mm-hmm. that's another one, too. and It's exciting because you know how Brett is, and you know he's going to be up for that one in Windsor, in that arena. And you know the fans are going to be all over him. Oh, God, yeah. Just there won't the be any room.
0: London sucks. Cha- Actually, there might be.
1: Yeah, you're in Windsor. There yeah. it will be.
0: Yeah. Just not the sweet Caroline. Yeah, that's hey, before a, the third thing. period, you, you can't vid- copy that. I feel you like better. Video
1: that thing. for me on uh, before the third period. Yeah, I will. That's the most iconic scene in the Ontario Hockey League. Yeah, game. I got you. There's nothing better than that yeah. in the OHL.
0: Yeah, I got you. I'll videotape it for you. No problem. Thank you. All right, that wraps up the show for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, a reminder, OHL fans, if you. Feel like going to Buffalo Wild Wings in Ancaster, you're near the Hamilton area. Reed Duffy is on the call. Bulldogs and Colts should just be an all-around fun night. Uh, Enjoy some Buffalo uh, Wings. Enjoy some drinks. And,
1: uh, yeah, have a fun night. Remember, we could have a jacket or hat for you.
0: Code phrase.
1: Mention the show. Let's go Red Wings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all you have all you to do. do. Simple. Very simple. Yeah. We that's don't like it. making Let's things complicated. So,
1: no, um, I can't yeah. script.
0: <laughs> Very true. Script's
1: the most complicated thing I have to do. Yeah. This new ad read for the Bulldogs, this new commercial we have to do for the Bulldogs in game is going to be hilarious.
0: Yeah. It'll be, it'll gonna, be whack. Like,
1: yeah. Like, it's simple, it's short and simple because we have to script it. So it's short and simple. I feel like it's like giving a speech. You just want to hit the basics. Don't (laughs) hit any triple. Don't go to hit the long ball. Take your singles. Take your singles. You know, take that puck on net. Just get it to the net sometime. Dump and change. That's what I look for on scripts. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. That's what I (laughs) love. Calling out. (laughs)
0: Uh, That'll be. Uh, All right. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, for Colin Ward, I'm Reese Dumaney. Thanks for tuning in, and we will chat again in seven days. <laughs>